Many are getting rich. Many are failing. And many have fallen in their faith. Learn how to become an overcomer in this end time through the anointed teachings of Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa. Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa is an emerging voice and a leader in this end time movement of faith. His message centers on faith, the Holy Spirit, and the realities of the new creation in Christ. He is a senior pastor of Overcomers Nation Church and president of Ebenezer Okonifa Ministries in Accra, Ghana. Become inspired, empowered, and enlightened as you listen to the life-transforming message of God's Word through His special servant. And now, today's message. Lift up your eyes and say, Father, this evening, I am here to receive from you. And I declare, I'm not leaving this place the same. Say, my Father, the prophetic word that pertains to me, the portion of encounter that pertains to me, I will receive it tonight. I'll receive it tonight. I'll receive it tonight. And my life will never be the same again. Say, and my life will never be the same again. Say, Father, tonight, let my heavens open up. Say, let my heavens open up. Come on, I want to hear your voice. Say, let my heavens let my heavens open up let my life never be the same again say tonight the winds of power the winds of power will blow in my direction i shall receive an encounter that i cannot recover from in the name of jesus i said in the name of jesus i said in the name of jesus say tonight the spirit of God who locates me with an encounter that will position me for greatness and for glory. Father, I declare my heart is open. Say, Holy Ghost, open up my spirit. Say, open up my spirit for an encounter. Say, open up my spirit for an encounter. Say, open up my spirit for an encounter. In the name of Jesus Christ. Say, Father, any any Hindrance, any, hindrance, any hindrance, hindrance to my manifestation tonight let that hindrance be destroyed any distraction be destroyed any barrier be broken every limitation be taken away in the name of jesus lift up your voice right now lift up your voice lift up your voice lift up your voice Rapa Talababa, 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 Rapa Talababa,
Every barrier, every limitation, every hindrance out my resurgence tonight. Let it be broken, let it be broken, let it be broken. Come on, clap your hands and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Whatever would virus suffer, your manifestation, it catches fire tonight. It catches fire tonight, whether in the spirit or in the physical, whether in the spirit or in the physical, it shall not prevail, it shall not prevail, it shall not prevail, it shall not prevail. Tonight is my night. Yes, as you pray, I see the angels of the Lord. I see the angels of the Lord, and they are taking their place in this atmosphere. I see the angels of the Lord. Mashaka everybody has a specific angel. Something is being activated. The Lord is speaking a word in my spirit. I will tell you sooner that I lift up your voice in prayer. Something special is in atmosphere. Something special is in atmosphere. Something special is in atmosphere. life just became better. Amen. You know what the Lord spoke to me as we were praying? He said that the time has come to upgrade my children. And the Lord told me specifically, more people are about to receive high paying jobs. More people are about to receive jobs that when they tell you their salary, it will cost your mouth water. Receive that grace now. I said, receive that grace now. I said, receive that grace now. Receive it. Oh, my God, my God. 
I saw somebody's salary and it was nearing 10,000 Ghanaians. Receive that grace. The Lord said he's about to open certain doors for his children. Which is going to bring them into a place of comfort. Into a place of comfort. Into a place of elevation and a place of celebration. If you are the one receiving now. I receive it. I don't know, but that is what I heard from the Lord, and that is what I can prophesy to you tonight. God is about to lift you into a place of comfort. God is about to lift you into a place of comfort. Some people don't believe it. They think that the best God can give them is 1,000 Ghana cities. But God is about to lift somebody into a place where your monthly flow, at the end of the month, you have an excess left. You have no more than 50% left. Receive such a grace. As I receive such a grace. As I receive such a grace. In the mighty name of Jesus. Christ. I got excited all of a sudden because I saw it in the realms of the spirit. I saw it in the atmosphere in this room. He said, I am, it is time to lift my people to their next level. And I, I saw it and somebody's income increased. Somebody's income all of a sudden increased. Your social status is going to change. Your financial status is going to change. Amen. Your spiritual status is going to change. Amen. Everything is going to change about your life. Amen. I said everything is going to change about your life. Amen. What you couldn't do before, you'll be able to do it with ease. Amen. I said what you could not arrive at, you now begin to arrive with ease. Amen. Where you couldn't go, you are going to start entering that place with ease. Amen. Receive that grace now. I said receive that grace now. I said receive that grace now. I hear the Lord say that I am looking for people to bless. I am looking for people to bless. I am looking for people to bless. Can I get some 17 people who are the ones that God is going to bless tonight? I see the spirit of the living God releasing packages in this place. I see the spirit of the living God. And it's a package of elevation. It's a package of blessing. It's a package of promotion. Receive that elevation. Receive that change of status. Receive that change of position. Receive that divine elevation now. Come on, receive it now. I said, come on, receive it now. I said, come on, receive it now. When that blessing locates you, everything is going to change about your life. People respect you more than they have respected you before. They will see you and they will honor you more than they have honored you before. Receive that grace over your life. Somebody may think that I am just making statements of faith. I am telling you what the Spirit of God is telling me. The programming that has been written in the atmosphere. I am bringing you the hidden codes of the spirit. Tonight, if somebody can position himself well, somewhere, there's going to be an impregnation into your spirit of a certain grace, a certain favor, a certain blessing that is going to bring you into enviable prosperity. Enviable prosperity. Enviable prosperity. Enviable prosperity. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God, the Bible says, and the man became great. Isaac, he went forward. He grew until he became very great. And the Philistines envied him. Someone they will envy you, but they will not be able to do anything about it. I said they will envy you, but they will not be able to do anything about it. I said they will envy you, but they will not be able to do anything about it. Receive that grace now. My God, my God. 
Look, I want to share something with you, but there's a stream of prophetic blessings in the atmosphere. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. I just saw three angels descend even into the atmosphere in this place. And the angels did not come to bring healing. They did not come to bring deliverance. They said to me that it is time that their packages have arrived. All of a sudden, I saw the grace of God coming up on three people in this place. Because the Lord said that the time for your elevation, the time for your supernatural positioning, there's something that you have been waiting for. The Lord said that it has come. The Lord said that it has come. I saw three angels descend even into the middle of this auditorium. And he said that, ah, whoa, shake it, Lebekataya. They have been waiting for that thing. And it has come. It has come. It has come. And he said, before this month will end, you are going to receive a call. 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 You are going to receive that call. You are going to receive that call. You are going to receive that call. Rapatataya. There is a special call coming for three people over here. There are three people that is a special call that you are about to hear. It will produce joy. It will produce joy. It will produce joy. It will bring settlement. Right now in the name of Jesus. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. Yes. It is yours now. It is yours now. It is yours now. It is yours now. One, two, three. I have a Your angels came. You were saying the Lord, when will it come? I have been waiting. I have been waiting. The Lord said that this is the time. And you are going to receive that special call. That man is going to release. That appointment has been released. That man has been released. That appointment has been released. I don't know, but I see three appointments. Three appointments. Three appointments. That job placement is coming to you now. Come on, receive it one. Receive it two. Receive it three. That promotion is coming to you. Receive it now. Somebody's about to receive a strange favor. Somebody will do for you what they have never done for you before. Mashakata Labataya. Receive it now. Just this afternoon, somebody sent me a picture of a laptop. A new laptop, a very high-spec laptop. And he said, Papa, my laptop has arrived. My laptop has arrived. He said, because of the nature of what he has been doing, his education, the specs of laptop that he needed now, what he had was too low. And then he received a prophetic word. That, ah, God said that he's bringing him a laptop. He said today somebody called him to come and meet him somewhere. When he met him somewhere, he said that this is your laptop. I'm, I'm talking about a laptop that costs 8,000 Ghana cities, 7,000 Ghana cities, 10,000 Ghana cities. Listen to me. Something is happening here. You know about that laptop? Hey, you know. Eh. How much does that laptop cost? Well, very high. Very high. Don't be jealous. <laughs> eh? Yeah. Jesus, Lord. Come, come, come. Glory to Jesus Christ. 
So you can receive a call. And the Lord is telling me, I saw three angels descending to this place. And they had packages. And he said that the time has come. What you have been waiting for has made available. Let's have hands everywhere. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. I am very comfortable in my spirit when I know what God is speaking to me. I am very comfortable. Somebody you are going to testify. Can you open up your spirit to receive that encounter from the Lord? Ah. Oh, there's a fresh wind of empowerment. That is being released here right now. Ah. It is time. It is time. It is time. It is time. We give you praise. We give you glory. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah.
Spirit of God, Father, we are here to receive from you. Thank you that the heavens have opened tonight. Let your children never leave this place the same. What you have started doing, bring to a place of perfection. Let everyone testify. Who is going to testify here? Lift up your right hand. Say, I will testify. I will testify. Come on. Are you sure? Yes. Who is going to be the first person to testify? Hey. So shall it be. Amen. And so shall it be. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now give a testifier beside you. Glory to Jesus Christ. And can you take your seat in the presence of the Lord? Let me share a few thoughts with you. And then we are going to pray. And we are going to do a few things. And then we are out of this place. Amen and amen. Who is ready to be blessed? Numbers chapter number 6. Verse 23 to 24. Last week, Sunday morning, just as I was ministering to the Lord, getting ready for service, the Lord dropped this into my spirit. And I announced to you last week, I thought it was supposed to be last week, but in the course of the day, the Lord showed me that no, a program it for the week after, so that as many of my children as can partake in it, they should be a part of it. And anytime the Lord gives a prophetic word and a prophetic instruction, He's the one that sees the end from the beginning. So He can tell you what is going to happen and He can prepare you for it. And sometimes He may not tell you what is going to happen, but He will prepare you against any evil and any calamity that is coming. Why? Because He knows tomorrow. He can also position you for certain opportunities of promotion and elevation, which is coming. Why? Because He knows tomorrow. Amen and amen. With God, there's what we call the eternal presence. Everything before God is just their presence. In the presence of God, there's nothing like yesterday, today, tomorrow. Everything is existing as present time, as much as even 10 years from now, it's in front of Him, and it's as though it is just now, today. So, God operates in eternity. He operates in the eternal presence. Everything is available before Him. And so, He is the one that when you depend on, He can guide you right and lead you into the place of your testimony, the place of your destiny, the place of your establishment, the place of your glory, the place of your testimony. I pray that you encounter that God who brings testimonies tonight. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Numbers chapter number 6. Tonight we are talking about divine preservation and we are going to pray in that direction. And this revelation is something that I, I, I feel is of vital importance. I know that one of the blessings of God is that he brings preservation. But the way the revelation came showed me that it is a very vital aspect of how God relates and wants to relate with his children. In Numbers, you read from the verse number 22, the, Moses tells Aaron or gives an instruction on, to Aaron on how the priests are supposed to bless the children of Israel, how they are supposed to, what word they are supposed to declare unto them. He says, speak unto Aaron and his sons, saying, on this wise shall you bless the children of Israel. And he says, say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. 
So that was the manner in which whenever the children of Israel had gathered in the presence of the Lord, the priests were supposed to bless them using these words. And it is, isn't it amazing that God actually even selects the exact words that they should use in blessing them? He told them the words that they are supposed to use, meaning the words that we use in prayer, the words that we use in blessing, the words that we engage in are of importance before God. They mean something to Him. And in the first line of that blessing, He said that the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord bless you and keep you. When it comes to the matter of blessings, the blessings of the Lord, we are mastered in it. And so we organize programs that are around the blessings of the Lord. We organize programs that are around productivity, fruitfulness, the fruit of the womb, riches, divine prosperity, the favors of God. All of those things are blessings that come from God. That we, we organize programs that talk about increase, everything that blessing is connected to. And so we are masters in the area of the blessing of the Lord. But the Lord opened my eyes to see another path of of that verse that says that the Lord bless you and what? Keep you. My goodness. I don't know whether somebody is seeing something over here. So it is not in your relation or in the fullness of the transmission of the blessing of God into our lives. It is not just about Him bringing things into our lives, but keeping them. Blessing us and keeping us. Securing us. Letting that which he has brought into our lives remain. I learned many years ago that it is not what comes to you that makes you rich. It is what remains with you. It is not the money that you are able to make that makes you rich. It is the money that you are able to keep. So if you make 20,000 Ghana cities every month and you lose 20,000 Ghana cities every month, are you going to be called a rich man? Or you are going to be called a poor man? Or you are going to be called a rich poor man? I will go for a rich poor man because one minute you are rich, the next minute you are poor. You know, so it is what remains in your life. What remains in your life? What remains in your life is what makes you rich. It's what makes you prosperous. God can bring a lot of opportunities, a lot of resources, a lot of chances to you. But how many of them are preserved? How many of them are kept so that they can function properly in your life? So he said, the Lord bless you and keep you. That word keep means to guard. It means, uh, to, 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 it means to secure. It means to watch over. It means to protect. It means to ward. It means to save life. It means to observe, to retain. It means to treasure up. It means to celebrate. It means to reserve. So many, all of these words are similar in meaning. So God wants to keep what he has brought into your life. Can I speak into your life right this very moment? Every blessing of the Lord that he has released into your life, they shall be preserved and they shall be kept. I said they shall be preserved and they shall be kept. I said they shall be preserved and they shall be kept. In the name of Jesus Christ, in First Chronicles chapter number 4, the verse number 10, Jabez, we've heard so much about Jabez, and as we study the prayer of Jabez, we realize that there is intelligence in that prayer. In the verse number 10, the Bible says, and Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wilt bless me indeed. You see the doctrine of the blessing, the prayer for the blessing, and the and enlarge my course, and that thy hand might be with me, and that thou wilt keep me from evil. 
that you keep me from evil, that it might not grieve me. So what he's saying is that even if you will bless me and enlarge me and that your hand will be upon me, also keep me. Because you can have a lot of money and have a lot of sorrows as well. Come on, are we together? You can have a lot of blessings and have a lot of pain. That's why the Bible tells us that the blessing of the Lord make her rich and added no sorrow. Because the sorrow aspect is also an, a path that God wants to secure and pr- pr- protect you from. So preservation is something that is of vital importance. Come on, what does it mean to preserve? What does the word preservation mean? What does the word preservation mean? Preservation means to keep safe from injury. It means to secure from harm. It means to protect, to keep safe from destruction. It means to keep alive, to keep intact, free from decay. It means to maintain, to keep or to save from decomposition. It means to keep up and to reserve for personal or special use. At the end of the day, what is it communicating to us? He is saying that, that it will not be destroyed. That it will not be destroyed. That makes me to understand something. Any blessing of the Lord that is released, it can be lost one way or the other. Anything that God makes available to us, it can be lost one way or the other. Hallelujah. I hope it's sounding in a particular way in somebody's ears. It can be lost. It can be lost. Not, listen to me, there are two things that I, losing something doesn't mean the one who gave it to you has taken it away from you. Now, if it balances to somebody right now. So, when God gives you something, he doesn't take it back. Or he can lose it. Are we together? Are we together? Those who are coming to fight me theologically, you know, have, you heard, have you heard what you want to hear now? God may not take it away from you, but it can lose it. So, he tells them that they should pray over them. That not only should they receive the blessing that will bring to them, but the blessing that will preserve them. So, everything that God makes available to you, it can be lost. Your life can be lost. Your health can be lost. The wealth and the money that God gives you, it can be lost. Your status can be lost. Your business can be lost. All, all of these things, I didn't know the blessings of the Lord. Come on, talk to me. I didn't know the blessings of the Lord. Your relationships can be lost. So you realize that there is a certain inability of things in this world and in this life to be permanent. It's amazing. But nothing in this world is permanent. Nothing in this world is permanent. From the time that man sinned and decomposition, decay, corruption entered into the world, everything began to die. Everything began to die. Everything lost its ability to stay forever. God created everything to be forever. But when sin entered into the world, decomposition set in. And so everything began to lose value. Everything began to lose. So the law of diminishing returns began to hit everything. You see a car. It is there. Nobody has touched it. You let it keep it packed for some time. What happens to it? It begins to get spoiled. Am I right or am I right? I'm right. Whether either way it's one of my issues, I'm so right. It, gets, it begins to get spoiled. You put this, this speaker. There are times I, 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 I get angry at technicians and then uh, car, uh, how do you call those mechanics, and I just get angry at them. 
Why? You come and tell you at the SM, say, how the biggest sport? Oh, be unfunny, certain kind. And I start saying that they are the ones who are going to charge and see and worth it. But everything in this life lacks a certain dimension of permanence. It is not able to keep itself alive. It is not able to maintain itself. It is not able to secure itself. So that means that there must be an extra effort that must be put in if you are going to maintain it. And that is where maintenance culture comes from. Those days when I was making budgets, I will make budgets on how I'm going to get things. But I never included a budget how I'm going to keep it. As I grew up in life, I realized that maintaining things is almost as costly as acquiring them, if not more in certain cases. And it is not an anomaly. It is how it is. It is how it is. It is how it is. So, there must be preservation on your life. There must be preservation on the blessings and the graces of God that are upon your life if you are going to continue and enjoy the fullness of the blessings of the Lord. Life can be lost. In Exodus chapter 12, you said it from the verse number 1 to the verse number 13. The Lord spoke unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, The month shall be upon you, unto you, the beginning of months, and it shall be the first of the month of the year to you. Speak ye unto the congregation of Israel, saying, The tenth month, uh, they, they were supposed to sacrifice a lamb. And he said that when they killed the lamb, they should put the blood upon the doorpost. And he said that there is a spirit that is going to move through the land of Egypt. And when the spirit moves through the land of Egypt, the firstborn of everything from man to beast is going to be destroyed. But those who have the mark of the blood upon their doorposts and upon their doorsills, they are going to be preserved. Telling us something that life can be lost. Life can be lost. When they woke up the next morning, all the firstborn sons and the firstborn male children of even the animals in the land of Egypt, every one of them had died. Every one of them had died. Even those that were born the night before the next morning, they were dead. They were all gone. So life can be lost. You need a grace that will preserve your life. You need a grace that will secure your life. I mean, we're waking up every morning and we are hearing this person is dead, this person is dead, that person is dead, that person is dead. What is happening to them? If at this year I'm hearing a lot of very strange things, many people are dying and we don't even know the cause. And then before I realize that he has become a funu. I don't know whether it's because it rhymes, yefnu and funu. And then before I realize they are dead. It's as serious as that. So you need a grace that will preserve your life. Today I pray for you. May your physical life be preserved. May you not die before your time. In the name of Jesus Christ. Listen, can I announce something to you? Not everybody dies at the time that they are supposed to die. There are people who die before the time that God has purpose for them. Yes, they say death is inevitable. But dying before the time that you are supposed to die is inevitable. Dying before the time that you're supposed to die is inevitable. It's, it's possible to live a long, prosperous life. He said, with long life, will I do what? Satisfy him and show him my salvation. Psalm 91 verse 16. With long life. God wants us to enjoy long life. He wants us to enjoy not just health, but longevity. 
Look at everybody that walked with God in the Bible. Moses, 120 years. Abraham lived for many years. You see them, uh, only Jesus came to change his body. And even he, it was because of a purpose. And somebody come and say that, ah, you see, Jesus died at 33. So, so, master, master, master. Don't come and teach us premature death. If you die before your time, it's for a reason. And tonight, I'm not going to be able to do everything because this thing, I think, literally is a whole book. If I'm, I'm going to try to teach you because it's a revelation. I, I've not learned this from anywhere. I've not read any book on this. This one message, I've not read any book or any. I don't, this is pure revelation. What I'm going to share with you in the next few minutes is pure revelation. God wants to preserve His children and wants to preserve the things that are in our hands. But how are we going to be preserved? That is what we need to learn about. That's what we need to learn about. Lift up your right hand. Say, Lord, preserve me. Say, Lord, preserve me. Are you ready to hear these things? So your life can be lost. Life can be lost. There are several examples of that in the Bible. People who lost their life before they were supposed to be lost. Status can also be lost. The position that God gave you, you can also lose it. You can be a pastor, you can lose that status. You can be a, 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 a father, you can lose that status. You can be a husband, you can lose that status. You can be a wife, you can lose that status. You can be a CEO, you can lose that status. Quite recently, there was something in the news about a certain senior uh, manager in a certain bank. And then all of a sudden, a certain lady came and said that while she was doing the national service, this man began to have an affair with her, or she became, he began to do some stuff with her. And you have thought that this is my private life issue. At the end of the day, it came to affect him in the public. He lost his status. A man, the man was receiving a lot of money. Great respect. I heard he was even a senior citizen in his church. He lost his status. Today he was respected. The next day he is disrespected. He lost his status. Protected. Your health needs to be protected. Your life needs to be protected. Your children need to be protected. Your finances need to be protected. Do you know even the money that you have worked for very hard and it's even in the bank, that one even needs to be protected. Law of diminishing returns. Things lose value. Things lose value. So anything that you are having, know that it can also be lost. Except you secure it. Except you secure it. Today, the grace will be given to secure you. I said the grace will be given to secure you. First Chronicles chapter 5, verse 1 and 2, there's a certain funny drama that took place over there. The Bible tells us in First Chronicles chapter 5, the verse number 1 and the verse number 2, Now the sons of Reuben, now how many of you remember Reuben? Reuben was the firstborn son of Jacob, who became known as Israel. He said, now the sons of Reuben, the firstborn of Israel, for he was the firstborn. You see, <laughs> ah, ah, why should you explain firstborn? There was such a contention on this man's position that now they needed to, I was saying, how can you change that? Are we together? If you are the first to be born... There's no, there's no, is there any, there's no law that can change it. Am I right? Even your age will show. You are three brothers 
One was everyone was born two years after the other. Then all of a sudden you are going to court to prove who's the first one. Does it make sense? But even natural, almost inarguable order face contention. He said, now the son of Reuben, the firstborn of Israel. So they stated that he was the firstborn by death. Now they needed to explain because what was manifesting in his life was not the evidences of a firstborn. So you can have it nominally, but in manifestation you lose it. He said, for he was, come on, oh dear, for he was the firstborn, but for as much as he defiled his father's bed, his birthright was given to the sons of Joseph, the son of Israel, and the genealogy was not recorded after the birthright. This one, if you understand even a little English, it will help you. <laughs> and everybody understands being English over here. So I don't think I have a problem. Before someone comes and beats me, I don't understand several fool. <laughs> no, but I, I don't know. Again, I, I, I come in. Look at the depth of it. He was the firstborn. But the firstborn was not given to him when they were writing the history book. When they were counting the children, even though he was the firstborn, they did not count him as the firstborn. Why? Because the birthright, because of what he did, he went to sleep with his father's wife. And so because of that, his position was taken away from him. What God gave to him was taken away from him. He lost it and was given to the sons of Joseph. Who were the sons of Joseph? Manasseh was Ephraim. And it was not reckoned to him after the birthright. <laughs> Something happened in the verse number 2. And it just blew my mind away. The verse number 2, she showed us some mysteries over here. For Judah prevailed after his brethren. No, the verse 1. It's not complete. After the birthright. It was not reckoned to him after the birthright. Is that the last word in verse 1? Come on. Huh? All right. Look at the verse number 2. For Judah prevailed above his brethren. Now, let's go back to the verse number 1. When you are reading, you are reading the Bible, or you are reading any book, and you see them open a bracket, it means that what they are going to tell you is not actually part of the sentence, but they want, it to, they want to put it there so that it will help you understand the sentence better. So, the whole information in the bracket is also an information on its own. So he's explaining something to us over here because he has told us that Reuben was the firstborn. And he says that, so all of that. So he speaks about Reuben losing the birthright to the sons of Joseph, Manasseh and Ephraim. Now look at that. So it, it, the, the verse 1 is a bracket closed. Come on, talk to me, the bracket closed. It is not closed. So that what he's saying continues in the next verse, right? So the verse number two continues. Let's go to the verse number two. For Judah prevailed above his brethren. So he meant that Judah, now he introduces a third person over here. First he spoke about Reuben. And now he says about Joseph. And Joseph, his two sons are over there. So Manasseh and Ephraim are over there. And now he says Judah prevailed above his brethren. Which brethren is he talking about? Reuben, Manasseh, Ephraim, Joseph. Why? He said he prevailed. In other words, he was able to overpower them over his brethren. And of him came the chief ruler. 
But the birthright was Joseph's. So even Joseph, even though it was given to him, at the end of the day, he still also lost it. Lost it. <laughs> even him, he also lost it. The thing was taken away from... So I'm going to show you some mysteries over here. In losing things, sometimes God can take some things away from you. Sometimes you can lose some things because you are not violent enough. And three, sometimes the devil can take things The man did Joseph sin. Come on, talk to me. Did Joseph sin? What's happening? Did Joseph sin? Did Joseph go and sleep with his father's wife? Did Manasseh go and sleep with his father's wife? Did Ephraim, did he hear anything about Ephraim? But they also lost it. They also lost it. They also lost it. They also lost it. So status can be lost. In the case of marriage, after chapter number one, after chapter number one, we hear about a beautiful woman called Vashti. And Vashti was married to the king, the king Ahasuerus. Other versions put it as Atazesis. And about that, and the king had a party. He invited all his friends, the noblemen, whilst he was having a party. Because he had increased the capacity of his wife, she also was able to have a party for the women. Now, when the king was entertaining his men, he said, Charlie, I've got a beautiful wife, New Chasiwe. My goodness. Her beauty is far above rubies. Her, when you look at her, every one of you, you know that I have chosen something. I have chosen somebody. Glory to Jesus Christ. You look at her cheekbones, excellent. You look at her shoulders, perfect. You look at her the shoulders, the abyssy, powerfully very nice. You look at her hips, awesome. Everything is men on point. No, you see the way the men are beginning to get. That's why he was inviting her to the men's party. <laughs> Charlie, the Bible doesn't lie. You. It is this among spiritual men. Americans they have been and they have started drawing the pictures. So they have started giving sixty, seventy, eighty. <laughs> and so he said, I want to show her to you so that you see that I'm a great king. When he invited her, she said, Imba, said, I won't come. Me too, I'm busy with the other woman. Listen to me. At the end of the day, you read from the verse, listen to the verse number 19. The Bible tells us that the king was very angry. And not only was he angry, all the leaders of the land in the various provinces were also angry. And they said, King, this thing, you cannot let it go. Look, anything that is in the Bible, you should take note of it. Say, so you cannot let it go. Because if this thing is let go, the other women and our wives will also hear about it and also start to misbehave. So let her no more come into your presence. And let another woman be taken to take the chosen to take her place. What did she lose? She lost her marital status. Once a wife, once a queen, she lost all of them in one day. In one day. In one day. In one day. And this one, the, the Bible doesn't tell us that a certain spirit came. She lost it. I'm trying to let you understand something. 
Nothing is ever secure. Even your status can be lost. She lost her marriage. She lost her marriage. Look at King Saul. Who, who, who prophesied? Who called that king? Who called King Saul to be a king? Was he not selected by God? He was selected by God. First Samuel chapter 16, the verse number 1. And the Lord spoke unto Samuel. He said, how long will you mourn for Saul, seeing that I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill thy horn with oil and go. I'll send you to Jesse, the better man. For I have provided for me a king among the sons. How can one person say that I, I selected this person to be a king? Now I've selected another person to be a king. He too, he lost his kingly status. Status can be lost. Can I pray for somebody now? Whatever status God has given you, may you not lose it. Whether as a husband, as a father, as a wife, as a CEO, as a manager, as an MD, whatever position that God has given you, may you not lose it. I said, may you not lose it. I said, may you not lose it. You are the best. May you remain the best forever. You are on top. May you remain on top forever. You are the award-winning, award-winning CEO. May you continue being the award-winning CEO. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Today, somebody sent me a snapshot at the company has been given one of the highest uh, awards, one of the most effective, one of the most productive. I decree and I declare it shall be remained. It shall be maintained by the power of the Holy Ghost. Because it, it can be lost. So you need some divine security. Thank God you are here in this place. God is going to give you that divine security. There are some of you on job as a contract. When the contract ends, they will take you as permanent staff. Some of you, even before the contract comes to an end, you are going to, be, going to become permanent staff. If it doesn't become so, they'll renew the contract for another one year, another two years, another ten years. Receive that grace now. I say receive that grace now. I say receive that grace now. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Status can be lost. But you will not lose your status. I say you will not lose your status. I say you will not lose your status. Receive it right now. Money, finance, business can be lost. Proverbs 23, verse 5. He said, Would thou set thy hands upon that which is not? For riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away as an eagle toward heaven. Riches. Other versions say that wealth makes for itself wings. Listen, any money that you have is volatile. Any money that you get is volatile. When you work and at the end of the month, they give you money. Please don't think that that money will be there forever. Sometimes when you are not spending it, still, you are still losing it. Recently, last year, we saw a typical case of it. People have worked their whole life, and then they come and say that because of one, two, three, we are putting haircuts. And so your investments that you have worked for for many years, they got lost by no fault of yours. Why? Money makes itself wings. And that's what happened to where people say that I don't know what I did with the money. I don't know what I did with the money. No. The money makes itself wings. Anybody's rich today can be poor tomorrow. I said, anybody's rich today can be poor tomorrow. Look at the story that Jesus said about the prodigal son. The Bible said he began, the man, the young boy started with a lot of money, but then he began to be in want. Somebody who has received a portion of inheritance, all of a sudden he became a destitute. What's a destitute? A beggar. A beggar. A beggar. When you get money, don't just be rejoicing over the money. Do what you need to do to secure that money. 
to secure that money. Today I'm teaching you very spiritual things. Spiritual things. Many Christians don't take spiritual things seriously. They take them for granted. But it is those who are double in occult and uh, traditional things, they are the ones who understand. That is why in those days, somebody who, who, who keep, uh, get their farm, they will have it, they will keep their produce in the farm, and they will go, nobody can steal it. Nobody, nobody can steal it. They buy it by Nobody can see it. Because they do things. Haven't you heard about people saying that people are building houses and they plant things under the house? Where do you think that thing came from? What gave them that wisdom? Because they know that anything can happen. So before they do anything, they secure it spiritually. It's Christians who don't take this thing for granted. God, why did he say, I told you to go? 
I was waiting for you at the other land, but you said you'd be over here. I'm giving somebody some principles. So, Laban lost his business. His business was lost. His business was lost. His business was lost. Let me show you another scripture. Malachi chapter 3. Malachi chapter 3. Is somebody getting the principle over here? Is somebody understanding? Is it today I'm taking my time? I want the thing to enter into you so that from today, divine preservation will be a practice that you engage in intentionally. Intentionally. You secure your life. You secure your prosperity. You secure your business. You secure your children. You secure everything that has to do with you. Everything that has to do with you. Look, don't be religious. Be spiritual. Don't be religious. Be spiritual. If you are a Christian, who is a Christian? What is a Christian? What do Christians do? How do we invoke our God? How do we stir up the presence of God? How do we stir up the power of God? How do we stir up the blessings of God? And I buy it now. I say receive, receive, receive it. And then I receive it, I receive it, I receive it. <laughs> no. A thousand times no. God told Abraham that I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make you a blessing. Then he tells him that as far as I can see, I'll give it unto you. And still he says that, get up and walk through the land. Get up and walk through the land. Get up and do something about what I've told you. And many people are like, oh, by faith, by faith, by faith. Listen to me. A lot of times your faith is in your practice. It's not just you sitting down and saying, oh, I have faith. No. If you have faith, you'll be doing something. You'll be doing something. Is somebody learning over here? Well, where are we? Malachi 3, right? 9, verse 9. Malachi 3, verse 9. Say so you are cursed with a curse. So there's a curse prevailing over there. 3, 9. He says, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. How? By robbing him of tithes and offerings. Look at the verse number 10 and verse number 11, please. He says that, bring all the tithes into the stalls that there may be meat in my house. And prove me now here with, said the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out you out a blessing that there will be not be room enough to receive it. So he says that he's going to bless them as they bring their tithes. Why? Look at the verse 11. Verse 11 is the main reason, one of the main reasons why tithing is important. Therefore, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. What was killing the children of Israel, uh, sorry, the Egyptian children in the book of Exodus chapter 12, when you study the Bible, it's called the destroyer. That is the satanic spirit, one of the manifestations of Satan. The enemy cometh not but to steal, to what? Kill and to what? Destroy. So there is a destroyer in this world that destroys good things. But you will not be destroyed. I said you will not be destroyed. Your wealth will not be destroyed. Your life will not be destroyed. Your children will not be destroyed. Your finances will not be destroyed. Your business will not be destroyed. I am very angry in my spirit today for somebody sick. You will not be destroyed. You go for interviews and then you are, they tell you you have done very well. And by the time you go and sleep and come, they wake up and say, ah, this person didn't do well at all. They went to destroy what belongs to you. But today, your breakthroughs are secured. I say your breakthroughs are secured. I say your breakthroughs are secured. The, 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 the pattern of it is almost there. How many of you are realized that there are some people always, all the time, their blessing is almost, almost, almost. He said he's going to do it to me. He said, do it for me. Next week is, or tomorrow is going to call me. The tomorrow never comes. For tomorrow never comes. 
And the person wasn't lying. No. They gave the person assurances. There's a spirit that is working over there. A destroyer. There are people also, they begin a work, a business, and then prematurely things start getting false. Things are getting false. Look at verse 11. I'm showing you something over here. The verse number 11. It says, For I will rebuke the devourer. That word rebuke means that I will speak against I will oppose the devourer. That devourer is a destroyer. Therefore, you're sick. Eternal what? So you see the devourer is a destroyer. Destroy the fruits of your ground. So you have labored and worked and worked and worked. At the end of the day, when it's time to eat, the fruits that are coming, they are getting destroyed. Like this mango tree. And by the time the mango falls down, bats have eaten it out. You lose everything. And the possibility be another cat. Today, I cancel that demonic attack on your life. Anybody that is in, you are in debt, may God take away that debt. I said, may God take away that debt. Your life is becoming like a lifestyle of debt. I cancel that lifestyle. I declare you are delivered out of that affliction. Come out of it now. Come out of it now. Come out of it now. Before the end of this year, any debt that you are owing, it is settled. And you are in the abundance. Receive it now. I say receive it now. Your business will not be in debt. Your account balance will not be in red. Your momo balance will not be in red. In the name of Jesus Christ. Some people have the solution. They just change their chip. Empty and formula. But God is in your story. As a God is in your story. Said, rebuke the devourer for your sake. He will not destroy the fruit of your ground. Neither will your vine cast their fruit before the time in the field. Now this is a, a case. Look at this mango. Let's come back to the mango tree. And then the mango fruit has started. You see it green. And then it falls to the ground before it is ripe. Has it lost or not? It's a loss because you cannot eat fruit that is ripe. That is premature premature destruction of what belongs to you. That is why sometimes some people, before the, their salary will come, it's gone already. It's gone already. No value to that. But today, may God preserve your money. Lift up your hand. Let me pray for your hands. These hands, money will be preserved in these hands. Money will not be lost from these hands. Any holes that they have put in your hands, I seal the holes now. I speak to your wallet and to your presence. It should not be like a basket. A basket full of holes. I seal every hole in that basket. I said I seal every hole in that basket. I seal every hole in that basket. In the name of Jesus Christ. You don't lose money anymore. You don't lose money anymore. You have become like a leaking bucket. I block the leakages. I said I block the leakages. I said I block the leakages. I block the leakages. Right now, right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, any leakages to your finances, I block them now. I block them now. You don't lose money anymore. You don't lose money anymore. You don't lose opportunities anymore. Doors will not be close to you anymore. In the name of Jesus Christ, anything that steals your blessing, I block them now. I rebuke the devourer for your cause. The devourer that attacks your customers. I come against that devourer. I destroy the destroyer. I said I destroy.
destroy the destroyer. In the name of Jesus Christ, the voice that has been whispering to your customers, don't go there anymore, don't go there anymore. I cancel that voice. I mute that voice. In the name of Jesus Christ, your customers will be preserved. Your customers will be preserved. Your clients will come to you. Your business will grow. The Lord has shown me somebody over here. Before the end of the month, your business will be double of what it is right now. Before the end of the year, your business will be double of what it is right now. If you are servicing 20 people, get ready. 40 people are going to be serviced by you. Receive it right now. Receive it right now. If every month you are receiving 30,000 in income, get ready. You are going to flow in the excess of 60,000. Receive it right now. I said receive it right now. Anybody who has a business where you sell, you trade, get a seed and drop it on the altar right now. God is multiplying your customers. God is multiplying your sales. Divine sales are coming. Divine sales are coming. If you are selling one product, get ready for two. Get ready for three. Get ready for five. Get ready for ten. In the name of Jesus Christ, I see an angel of the Lord. And the angel is flapping the wings. And as it flaps the wings, there is a wind that is being released. That wind is going to blow your business into the next level. Receive it right now. You will not lose. I said you will not lose. I said you will not lose. I said you will not lose. Kadama hakatai. I said you will not lose. In the name of Jesus Christ. Look, whatever business that you are doing, others have done it and they have closed down. You have momo people, many, many momo people have closed down. You have a farm, many farms have closed down. I know somebody who said that the pig business is not doing well. Let me stop it. But I know another person, the pig business is building him houses. What is happening? Divine preservation. May that grace come upon you. I said, may that grace come upon you. Receive it now. Listen, nothing is exempted. Oh, business, it is your own book. Share. So, if you have business, your own book. Master. Why you say, you have a book. But in the name of Jesus Christ, your case will be different. I said, your case will be different. As I am speaking, God is working it out now. As I am speaking, God is working it out now. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. The son of the living God. You will not lose your finances. How do you receive preservation? Let me touch on this and then we are going to uh, finish up tonight. Number one, favor and the selection of God. Psalm 75 verse 6 to 7. Promotion does not come from the east nor from the west nor from the south. But God is judge in verse 7. He puts one down and sets up another. In other words, he brings one down and lifts up another. God's favor can preserve you. Tonight, I command the heavens open over your life. Let that unusual favor from God rest upon your life. So one of the things you need to learn to invoke is favor. I have a message on that. Invoking supernatural favor. Go and look for it on the podcast. On the podbin. Go and listen to it and start practicing it. You can invoke favor. You can stir up the favor of God to act in your direction. You are favored already. First Samuel chapter 2 verse 6 to 9. He said, the Lord killeth and he maketh alive. He bringeth down to the grave and he bringeth up. The Lord maketh poor and maketh rich. 
he bringeth low and lifted up. He raised up the poor out of the dust and he lifted up the beggar from the dunghill to set them amongst princes and to make them inherit the throne of glory. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's, and he has set them, he has set the world upon it. He will keep the feet of his saints, and the wicked shall be silent in the darkness, for by strength shall no man prevail. So it is not by might, not by power, it is the favor of God. So I'm, saying, I'm being very careful. I'm putting my necessary checks and balances. I'm uh, putting this system here. I'm putting CCTV here. Do you know the number of thieves that have been caught on CCTV? Oh, my dear, hello. <laughs> CCTV. Master. Even electric fence can you read? Now, CCTV. Oh, shame in my head. Are you understanding me? So, it is not your own checks and balances. It is the favor of God. I say it's the favor of God. You have bought a car. It is not about how well you drive. If God has not protected you, you can't. If you don't, you crash somewhere, somebody will crash you. I learned many years ago that Charlie, driving there, I do. Because what is that? Who born home by now? No, be shim. I pray that let that Adam, let that grace come upon you to preserve you. You will not lose your job. You will not lose your business. You will not lose your life. You will not lose your health. You will not lose your opportunities. Receive preservation now. Let me tell you, something is going to happen and many people are going to lose a lot of things. But God says, I should tell you, he is preserving his own. You will not go hungry in the name of Jesus Christ. May that favor speak for you. Number two, how do you invoke the grace? Wisdom. Wisdom. And we'll talk about wisdom over here. Wisdom in specific situations. Look, sometimes God will give you a wisdom that will protect and preserve you. Look, Look at what he told Jacob. Even when I read it, I loved how I loved it. I was like, hey. you know what I mean? Look at Jesus, king of kings. The Bible says when they wanted to stone him, he passed among them. Sly guy. And he disappeared. They ran away. Yes, we used to journey, and now they also made Are you understanding me? At that point, it was not spiritology, it is ranonology. There's a course in the university called Mriketu. <laughs> Look, I'm telling you, it's in the Bible. He said, it is not about him that will it or him that was run it. Uh, so there's a time to run. Wisdom. You can see that this one where I'm going, it's not helping. And then you keep going. There's a place for wisdom. There's a place for wisdom. Are you understanding me? So wisdom. Supernatural wisdom on biblical things. For instance, like we just read about the people, uh, about the devourer. What did he say? What is the wisdom for preserving your money? Titan. Titan. 
Are you understanding me? The Bible told us that husbands love your wives. Wives be submissive to your husband. So what is the wisdom to, for preserving your marriage? Submission. Love. There are some things that say, na so prayer meeting. Erade, erade, maware, sumo, kuluye, kuluye, punda, punda. Now pack it, punda, 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 punda. Now come, we will just be punda, punda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's wisdom for specific things. It shows you what to do. That is what will bring preservation in that area. So as you are praying, you are loving and you are submitting. What are you talking about? Say divine preservation. Say divine preservation. So wisdom for specific areas. Go to the Bible. Titan for your finances. Your prophetic connections. That can affect your finances. Listen to me. Any money that you get, not everything is for you to eat. The Bible says that there are two dimensions of the things that God brings to you. The seed to the sower and bread for to the eater. So if you end up eating everything, you are going to suffer loss. A good farmer knows that every, it's not all the seed that comes in the harvest that is for eating. Some of them he has to keep it so that when the time comes for sowing, you have good seed. Or a robber was teaching on seed faith. And he said that his father was a farmer. And when they went to the farm and they were harvesting maize, the father would be telling them to put the best seed on one side. He was like, wonderful. We are going to eat the good ones. The father said, no, this one is not for eating. We are going to keep them. So that when the time comes for planting, we plant them. Because if you sow bad seeds, you get bad crops. So we keep the best seeds to ensure that our harvest is maintained. Seed faith. Seed faith. It's not every money that comes to you. Yes, so you need to have that wisdom. And so, when the money comes to you, ask God, which one is for me? Which one is not for me? <laughs> chimpe. <laughs> when you do chimpe for God, God will blow your mind. When you don't do chimpe with God, the devil will come and do chimpe. Oh, no, no, it's true. The devourer. I, I didn't see it. We just read it. Malachi 3, 9 to 11. You are cursed with a curse. Why? Because you are, you are, you are robbing me of my tithes and offerings. Say so now bring your tithe into all the tithes into the storehouse of God. And test me with this. And see if I will not pour out a blessing that there will be no enough room to contain it. And what did he say? He said that I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. That he will not destroy your cross. And he said that your, your, your crops, your, your plants, your fields will not, uh, uh, the, the fruits will not, will, not, will not fall down before their time. And then all the nations will call you blessed. So your finances, financial strength. So giving is a means of financial preservation. When you give and you trust God in the area of giving, God will bless you faster than you will even be given. Nobody can beat God in heaven. Nobody can beat God in heaven. So give and you shall receive. So specific wisdom concerning your finances. I've spoken to you about marriage. I've spoken to you about finances. Ministry. You are calling to the ministry. How do you maintain ministry? Service, loyalty. Thou good and faithful servant. 
good in your service. Faithful in your ministry. So service and loyalty. If you are a minister and you are not serving with your ministry, you may lose it. You may lose it. Listen, you see the prophetic. If I don't prophesy for some time, the next time I'm supposed to prophesy, I'll be rusty. But you see, the more I prophesy, the sharper I become. Who's that they are? Assistant prophetesses. Deputy. Are you understanding me? Use your gift. Pray. If you don't pray, you don't say the word, you don't sharpen yourself. Master, don't say, I have a gift here, man. Or pay family members in a prayer meeting, I'm not sure What shall I say? No, no. You are building capacity. You are building capacity. So serve with what you have been given. Serve. Use it. Serve the leaders that God has given to you. Be loyal. He is going to bring maintenance and preservation to your ministry. Because the other side is also true. If you become a sharp prophet and you don't have the fatherly blessing upon you, your prophetic will not go anywhere. Your prophetic will not go anywhere. Again, you lose. So, service and what? Loyalty or faithfulness. Oh, praise God forevermore. Number four, right? Life. How do you preserve your life? Wisdom. 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 Jacob was very wise. He escaped. But the love of God, to love the Lord, he said, because he, has, he loves me, and he has set his, heart up, his, life, his love upon me, therefore he said, with long life will I satisfy him. Psalm 91, verse 14 to 16. With long life, because he loves me, verse 14. And verse 16, he said, with long life will I satisfy him. So loving God is a way of protecting your life. Wow. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Loving God is a way of protecting your life. So if you realize that your love for God is going down, then because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall work soon. When you are going to start dying before your time. So love God. Tell someone love God. And number three, how do you preserve your life? Parental honor. He said, honor your father and mother. And he said, it shall be well with you in this land. He said, if you are going to live a long, prosperous life on this earth, you need to honor your parents. So this is wisdom in that area. Ephesians chapter 6, 1 to 3. Ephesians 6, 1 to 3. Of the actual Galatians, hear you. <laughs> health. How do you maintain your health? Amen and amen. How do you maintain your health? Love. People who are bitter for sick. The Bible tells us in the book of uh, Corinthians, I think First Corinthians, chapter ten, maybe, or something thereabouts. He says that he's talking about the communion, and he said that if you eat and drink of it unworthily, he said that you eat and drink condemnation unto yourself. And he said that is why many are sickly amongst you, and some even sleep. In other words, they die. 
So that Moses, I know when you are going to take communion, it means that uh, you have to, you also won't tell. If you, if you are a sinner, you are going to commit fornication, and so you are coming to take communion. No, 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 no. The Spirit of God will beat you. I was in a certain church somewhere, and when the priest took and then they were beating me. He said, the Spirit will uh, boom you. Go, go, boom you. Go, go, let me boom you like that too. Oh. The evil spirit will actually come again deliver. But when you look at the context of that, he says that some come early. So, you see, those days, the communion is not like they will do it to. This one will protect it until it is time for communion. But those times, they will come and set it up. And he laid a table before me. So, buffet pa abrodo abrodo. Why now? Why not? And the, I think the way some of you come to church late, I have to start doing that. So that you come early because of the communion. <laughs> And so, no, I don't even know So the others, by the time they come, the communion is finished. And he said that because they are doing that, they are not discerning the body. That we are actually one body. The bread is one body. So when you come and eat everything, it shows that you are not loving your brother. And because of that, you bring condemnation to yourself. Look at the way you have enjoyed the Bible interpretation. You see, Bible, if you don't, if you don't understand, you don't understand. When you understand to wow. Why? Because they don't want their brother to get. So, in our context, when we are doing a program and we are serving food, and you know that your brother has not eaten, now you there, you are taking two or three. <laughs> that is why in the at dawn, you are waking up too many times. <laughs> So love and also the communion. Communion can help maintain your health. Number three, humility. When you are humble, God preserves you. When God blesses you, don't be proud. Be humble. Don't be proud. Be humble. James chapter 4 verse 6, 7, and then verse number 10. tells us that God promotes the humble. He brings down the proud. First Peter chapter 5 verse 5 and 6. That God gives, God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. God opposes them; they will lose what they have. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, and will lift you up. So, humility. Number four: covenant practices. Covenant practices. Place yourself in the covenant. Anything that you get, put a covenant on it. First fruit is a covenant. Tithing is a covenant. Sacrifices are covenants. You understand me? So, put them into a covenant. Some of you protect and preserve your children. That's why we do dedication. You have children, you have not dedicated them in the house of God. You have a car, you have not dedicated it unto God. I made a mistake last year. When I finished building my house, I decided I was going to do a dedication, uh, a sort of dedication where I was going to trust God, pray over it, and then sow a seed on the house. And so I forgot, frankly, the years got busy, ministry, work here and there. I got very busy, so I forgot. But I realized something, the house was spending a lot of money. You understand when I say the house was, if you have not built before, you don't know what I'm talking about. The house was spending a lot of money. It was so, ah, this year, say, I have to repair this, I have to repair this, I have to repair this, I have to do this, I have to. I ended up spending so much money, I was like, what is wrong? Because the money I was using to repair the house, I could have just continued my renting. 
And then the Lord reminded me, I was praying about it, and the Lord reminded me that you did not dedicate the house unto me. Sha, 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 fast. Then, as soon as I did it, God connected me to some people, showed me what to do. And the problem ceased. The problem ceased. The problem ceased. Education. You go and rent a room, and you don't let us come and pray over that room. You don't do any spiritual work in that room. I just go in. I just leave him there. You don't know what was in the room before you came. You just carry your body and go and put yourself as a living sacrifice. That is how we practice first fruit too. First fruit is a way of securing your, your job. Tighten. Covenant practices. Tighten. Connect yourself to the covenant. Maybe in the area of tightening, let me say one thing over here. Maybe, let's say, some of us over here don't come to church over here, but then you can realize that the blessing that is promoting you financially is connected to this altar. Even though your tithing can go to your church, make sure that you are servicing the altar that is blessing you. I'm not going to realize that in the traditional balances, when you go and see a fetish priest and he gives you a blessing, everywhere you have to go and service that, that altar. And if you don't service it, the altar starts to fight you. They are spiritualities. They are spiritualities. So know how to handle yourself spiritually. Are we together? Know how to handle yourself in the, in the light of the covenants of God. You can see somebody laboring over you. When God blesses you, don't leave that person to suffer. You can see your mother selling her cloth for you. When God blesses you, under her. Wisdom. These are all covenants. These are all covenants. These are our covenants. Learn to use the covenants in your favor. Glory to Jesus Christ. And then number five, very important, prophetic actions. As the Spirit of God will inspire you from time to time. The Bible tells us that when Satan attacked Jesus Christ, and Jesus resisted him with the word of God, the Bible says, and he, Satan left him to return at another season. So he left him for a season. So there are times when you have, God will preserve you, but then, from time to time, the devil will come knocking on your door again. So what do you do? Descend to the Holy Ghost. Like tonight, we are going to do some few prophetic acts to bring preservation over our lives. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more inquiries, visit our website, www.ebenezaokolipa.com or call 0546 God bless you.